trigger warning for this episode as we'll be discussing topics surrounding domestic abuse. To the people who look at the stars and wish, we welcome you to episode 50 Woo! of Fangirls and Fairy Tales Book Woo-hoo! Pod. 50. Oh, I'm Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely know what we're doing. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Kayla. And this episode is sponsored by Allie Patterson. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. Thanks, Allie. Today, we will be discussing chapters 9 and 10 of A Court of Mist and Fury, and I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody listening in real-time life, um, and to anybody who celebrates Merry Christmas, because this episode is dropping on Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! (laughs) (laughs) And just in general, happy holidays to everybody else, because a lot of other things have happened between these episodes that people celebrate, so... God Happy all of it. God bless ye merry bad boys. What? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Let wingspan you display. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna stop. It's inappropriate, really Tiffany. Going inappropriate. Uh, all right. That was great. Reminder that we are pulling information from the entirety of the Sarah J. Mass books. This includes the Akatar series, Crescent City, and almost all of Throne of Glass. Katie. <clears throat> all right. I'm so close. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Most likely, they're also book nerds and will enjoy this podcast as well. Remember that we are explicit. This is for grown people only, please. Grown folks only. Go ahead and follow please us and on you. Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Fangirls and Fairy Tales. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Fangirls and Fairy Tales book pod. Supporting our podcast keeps us going. You can get access to our exclusive Discord channel, which is a hoot, I must say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which means if you're like discord because we say that a lot but it's live recording so you could be here with us live chatting posting gifts having fun being inappropriate all of the above it is once yep. a month and that's a really great perk our episodes also come out early for patrons and they are posted to our patreon before everyone else gets it it's like you're better than everyone else. No, I'm just kidding. No, we love everyone. <laughs> we love everyone. Uh, if you guys um, are current patrons, you will have noticed that I dropped the episode an entire week early for you this time because <laughs> I got the drop week wrong. And I was like, well, you know what? It's just that early for all of you. <laughs> I'm sure nobody complained. No, nobody did, thankfully. <sighs> Thank you all for your support. Even just sharing our podcast helps us feel and be supported so we thank you all send any questions concerns to our email fangirls and fairy tales at gmail.com 
All right. So how does it wait? Wait, 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 wait. How does it feel to do a chapter summary for fangirls when you are the shrubbery for Swish? (laughs) You know, I I don't know. It's because like it doesn't have to happen every every time for me. I was kind of excited to do this one. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It felt nice, and also these are a little more in depth than I do for for Swish. So I have to say I that I am anxious about my own chapter shrubbery. Oh, you'll be fine. Thanks. You're gonna do grand. We've you all did gotten it for through the first it. Yeah. You'll yeah. Be fine. I mean, you kind of like had already done it. You just did all your notes. And I, I feel just like yeah, Kayla did <laughs> the shrubbery to make it flow better. But it was your she, work. She Hermione <laughs> Grangered my Ron Weasley work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Chapter nine. I broke the. I'm basically doing two summaries, one for each chapter. So, chapter nine. Feyre looks so incredibly unhealthy like so unhealthy she cringes at her own reflection and she notices that the purple beneath her eyes seems permanent um alice tells farah about how water wraiths are gluttons but she will forever be in her debt she will not forget what farah did for her and farah waits for tamlin upstairs in their room but he doesn't come so she goes to find him and he is in his study Feyre tells him he works too hard and he says being a high lord is, um, you know, gives you a lot of paperwork, which is just like fucking eye roll, dude, whatever. Um, (laughs) He begins, this is not funny. (laughs) Yeah, but if we don't laugh, why are you laughing then? Oh, my gosh. Um, He begins love bombing her, basically, which is a very um, common abuse tactic and he is apologizing kissing her neck he has a gift for her it's a brand new um it's brand new paints in like a carrying case and Feyre sees the box and immediately hopes to herself that it's like not a crown of some sort I think because this is this was my take on it at least she doesn't want that responsibility um with like how he runs his court so she like doesn't want to be complicit that's like what I felt from that at least she then sees the paints, though, and has a trauma flashback. The red paint reminds her of the blood from those fairies that she killed, and the blue reminds her of the eyes of the fairy woman that she killed. Um, she tries to make it seem like this makes her happy, but isn't as convincing as she wants to be, and Tamlin gets upset that she isn't happy for it. Uh, his response is problematic. He thought painting would help, but it won't, and his temper flared as she asked him if paperwork would help him. Feyre pushes... Feyre pushes, asking if she'll be allowed to paint. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Feyre pushes him back, like basically being like, well, we'll be at, will I be allowed to paint where I want to without escorts? And he is like, um, well, yes, you can paint where you want to, but no, it will not be without escorts. Uh, he says that silently. She tells him to marry someone who can put up with this. She is literally telling him she can't. And then he explodes. Explodes. Literally. Like, literally. And not in like the good Explode way, like no. a pleasurable no. way. Oh no, pleasurable. No. It would be unfortunate if he did too. It would be unfortunate if he did too. I, I thought that right as I was saying it. Um. So chapter ten, <laughs> Tamlin's outburst is. I mean, it's abusive. The way, like, he first of all, the reason why he has this outburst is because Farah is being honest with him, and he can't accept what she's saying. And Farah 
protects herself. She thinks at first that it's Tamlin that protects her, but then discovers that she has used a force to block him out physically. He begs her to let him in. He's literally like pushing against the physical barrier that she has up. Um, And eventually she gives in. And he says that uh, he begs her to let him in and, and says that today was just especially bad and he will try. He buries... I, this is a quote from the book. He buried his face in my neck and said onto my nape as if the words would be absorbed by my body, as if he could only say it the way we'd always been good at communicating skin to skin. Which is a huge red flag. He says again that he will try and asks to um, let him get through this. And Feyre, like in her head, is thinking, get through what? Yeah. Because she has something she's going through, too. And there's just, like, no communication about that. So days passed. Tamlin tells her nothing. And she didn't have the nerve to wonder what she needed or wanted now. Like, she has now accepted the fact that she's different. um, But she just, like, doesn't want to give herself the time to think about what she needs. Because it's probably not Tamlin. And I think she's realizing that. They have time, finally, to be alone together. But Reese shows up and Tamlin is not pleased. Reese notices immediately how much weight... Feyre has lost and he is as sassy as ever with Tamlin and that makes Tamlin so mad. Uh, Reese tells Feyre to get clothes on because they need to leave. Feyre and Tamlin go back into their room and Tamlin is petty saying that he'll only try to fix things if Reese stops this because Feyre tries to be the bigger person and is like I think that he just kind of wants to like form an alliance and um, Tamlin is like hell no. He also tells Feyre now isn't the time for this conversation, but it never is, right? And Reese has an unreadable expression in his face as he winnows them away. Because he's worried about her. Reese. <sighs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. boy. All right. Some points, Katie. All right, I'll start, sure. Um, man, where do you start, though? I feel so bad for Feyre because... She's in that part. Like you said, Meg, I think she is starting to realize Tamlin's not right for her, but she's not even like allowing herself to realize she that. doesn't want to admit it. Like, I think yeah. she knows she just I mean, she obviously left everything to be with Tamlin. And like now Tamlin has she views it as Tamlin has given her life back. Right. Because like. Like she died and then came back so she has the second chance and like it's the second chance to be with Tamlin and it's just hard to like realize that maybe that's not actually what's meant to be when that's in your head you know always trying to convince herself like why she should be staying with him she's like it's almost like she's guilt staying though like yes he saved me so i owe it to him to stay here even though i've obviously outgrown all of this he's not what she needs anymore and she i mean i feel like i say this at the end of either 10 or 11 but she she, they're just he is not what she needs anymore was he at one point sure yeah not anymore also like all that she knows is an option. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's one of the really common situations where, you know, people end up staying in abusive situations is because they don't see a way out. They don't see another option for themselves. Yeah. And that's, you know, Reese is slowly starting to show her that there's another option, but mm-hmm. she can't go back to the human lands. She's a fairy. 
Yeah, yeah. It's also super common to feel connected to someone who has like taken care of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and she's having this realization that just because Tamlin took care of her in a time where she needed that, she has grown beyond that now. Um, mm-hmm. And like recognizing that can just be difficult, but she is beginning to. Yeah. And like, like you said, there's so many signs of abuse. Obviously you don't always see it when you're in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, like, this eventually happens. But at this moment, I just want her to, like, see how much happier she is, how much more free she is when she's over at the night court. Mm-hmm. Like, she gets to actually have a chance to be herself and speak freely and think freely. Um, mm-hmm. She even mentions that, like, her clothes are fitting looser than last month. And she does admit to herself that going back to the open, serene place on top of the mountain kind of felt nice. Because it's actually your real home, ma'am. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she literally thinks that. She's she's like, it actually wouldn't be too bad. Do you want me to just go through all my points? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, talking about communication, they haven't talked. So she left the night court for her from her first visit with Reese, right? Where he was like, maybe you need to start pushing back with Tamlin and like being a part of this war and like, be a weapon don't be a pawn Mm -hmm. so she does bring up to him the war and they hadn't spoken about it since that day because as we know it all went to shit um and tamlin she tries to bring it up again and tamlin's like why do you need to know these things is it not enough for you to recover in peace what peace what peace does she have right now none she has peace in the bathroom when he won't wake up to go you know, help her out when she's puking. That's peace. Yeah, it's so peaceful to puke. Seriously. But he sees what he sees his like protection offering her like a barrier, essentially a jail cell as like, yeah, that's an option for her to be at peace. And yeah. that's not peaceful for her. It's making her feel like she's drowning. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she was, says, she's right? literally yeah. been like that though. Like she was basically drowning in the human world. She was drowning under the mountain and she's drowning back here at the spring court. She's mm-hmm, had like yeah. what? Two weeks of nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the actual number, but we're going to say something like, I was just going to say like, it's also weird to me for him to be like, like, isn't, is it not enough for you to just recover in peace when like, mm-hmm. They're literally on the verge of a war. So like. But he's like denying that. Yeah. I yeah. know. It's so weird. I don't. I don't get right, it. He just it, like plays it off like it's he, Reese's game. Yeah. He deals with things. That's the same thing. Like he waited to the last possible moment. Yeah. Of the 49 years. Yeah. Like he just like he deals with true. things by not dealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. True. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So he continues on and he's like, you earned that for yourself. You earned it. Like he flips it on her. Like, mm-hmm. don't you want this? The thing you earned. And then he's like, I relaxed the number of centuries here. I've been trying to be better about it. So leave the rest of it. And he has to like take a breath and says, this isn't the time for the conversation. And she's thinking it's never time for this conversation or that conversation. Basically, Tamlin's saying, Feyre, don't be you. Be this instead. Be this thing that this kingdom wants you to be. Because you need to be this 
beacon of hope for them, which she can be that as the In weapon other she ways. is. She does turn into that later on. Right. Yeah, um, it's um it's like just so disheartening because he doesn't even try to find out what she actually needs. Yeah. He's just making decisions saying this is what you need. This is what's best for you. And mm-hmm. completely rolling over her and ignoring her when she's vocalizing what she needs. Yes. Right when she has like the moment of clarity to be like I need to say this out loud. Mm-hmm. It's shut down or he gets pissed or he or explodes and like could fatally hurt her potentially like especially because I'm in the middle of Wings and Ruin right now. So like I literally very recently read the scene where he does this explosion thing and she does not shield at all on purpose. Yeah. Um, And she's like if she thinks in her head in Wings and Ruin like if I was human I could have died from that. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote that reason. in my book. I I wrote yeah. that. Um, I said, had Favor been human, she would have died. Yeah. There's no yeah, way. She says that in Wings and Ruin, like literally like thinks it in her head. Um, so this trying, putting that in quotations for the people that can't see me. Um, <laughs> it's basically like slapping a bandaid on her very broken self mm-hmm. and being like oh she's fixed now like she has trauma so does tamlin you can't just throw pain at her and be like well if i thought if you did this again like everything would be fine i thought if we got married everything would be fine and also like mm-hmm. refuse to talk about your own trauma <laughs> i just so i just had to say something because it's related i just sent this to my sister today and a friend and it says it's understandable to want to move on and get over it talking about trauma mm-hmm. but unfortunately trauma doesn't really care what we want mm-hmm. yeah it's not how it works yeah yeah right yeah not how it works mm-hmm. um and then lastly um anytime Feyre does try to oh not lastly i'm sorry anytime she does try to talk tries to get him to open up about his own trauma too like being a good partner to him he just gets pissed or later on explodes like it's always rage or he can't control it and then is like his claws come out. Major you know, avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my last thing I wanted to bring up is like, is it just easy for Reese to break through those wards? I wrote, th- I had the same note. I was like, okay, is this for some, for Tamlin as a high Lord. Yeah. Who is so concerned about protection. That's like yeah. the one thing he cares about. And Reese is like, there's some holes in your wards, dude. He just like walks in. He just walks in. And I'm like, okay, why though? Is this, is this, because Tamlin is just also sucky at the one thing he thinks he's good at or is it be- or is it just Kayla? there to show how powerful and above it all Reese is like is that right. the purpose of that line I'm thinking probably it's the latter probably the latter and is also he just like showing like... us like go ahead Tiff no mine's not as serious as yours <laughs> no it's mine <laughs> I was Go just ahead. like, is he really even actually good in bed or is he just the best she's ever had? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought you were going to talk about like the wards or something. Isaac Hale. <laughs> but, but right. am I, I, it's just all she knows. It's better than anything she's ever had. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, let me tell you again, I say I'm reading Wings and Ruin and these resand sex scenes she is written totally differently. Totally different. Than when she was with Tamlin. Like, 
like Tamlin, it's just like, like, oh, it feels so good. But like, oh, he's kissing my neck, blah, blah, blah. No, Reese, it's like he. He's worshiping me. Yes. I am a goddess. And she yes. Feels, he makes her feel that way. Yes. Right. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely different. I do not think Tamlin's good in bed. I definitely no. feel like at the end. <laughs> yeah. At the end of 11. I'll talk about it then. But I mean, I feel like she's just laying there. Protect, protect, protect. I can see the words in his eyes, feel it in every thrust he made into my body. I'm like, I just feel like she's laying there. Yep. Right. You know, just going through the motions. Not engaged. Well, especially because like, again, we talked about like her feeling she's got to be starting to feel a detachment. Yeah. Deep down. Yeah. She won't yeah. let herself realize it, but they started being happening. detached when he didn't do anything under the mountain and sat there. I yep. would agree with that. Correct. And then when the one time he has an opportunity, all he does he is just like wants to try it. Right. Yeah. And like she probably oh, yeah. was like, even Lucian has done more for me than you. Yeah. Right. Like And she's so she is so, so like <laughs> not well and unloved yeah. and cared for that she thinks that that's a positive. The fact that right. he goes in there and it's all physical. No. Like, no. Yep. Red flag. Where's that guy on TikTok who just runs around in the woods with a big old red flag, <laughs> with the red flag. and clicks his heels? <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> Oh, that's all I got, Tiff, if you want to. Okay. Um, Pick it up. I love Alice's warning and then what it comes to be later on with the water wraiths. Um, if you're turning in the original copy, it's page 97 in your hymnal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote this down, too. I was just like yeah. the importance of like the deal that was made with the water wraith and what that does to Feyre yes. for the future. Is yeah. So it's such a cool callback. Yeah. Comes back and saves her and Amran's life. Um, what does she say? But Alice went on setting down the brush to braid my hair into a single plait. Her long, spindly fingers scratched against my scalp. She will never forget it so long as she lives. No matter what you said, she is in your debt. Debt! Alice finished the braid and patted my shoulder. Too many fairies have tasted hunger these past 50 years. Don't think word of this won't spread. And it does. And it spreads to all the little waterists all over. Right? And then they don't drown. Hooray! And they get the very important book of breathings. breathings. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found something else quite interesting. She's talking to Tamlin. And okay. It's page 99 in your hymnal. Um, (laughs) Tiffany. I can't help it. She says, I know, but I faced him, met his stare, the full power of the High Lord of the Spring Court. I'm harder to kill now. I'm faster, stronger. And this felt really interesting to me because, like, I wonder how many people um, can't maybe meet 
the eyes of the full power, the full power. of the High Lord of the Spring I Court. I love that, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so wondering, like, can she do this because of her own power and the fact that she's got all those little kernels of power from all the High Lords and she's fated to be High Lady? Yes. I love that. Because she has enough depth and power to be able to see all of his depth and power now. Because I feel like if we l- in his eyes, I love that. Yeah, I feel like they talk a Lucian lot about sometimes. Mm, like other people, like maybe can't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they talk a lot about like, is the right terminology glamour? Like yeah. how like Feyre, I, glimmer. I <laughs> always, um, like like Feyre like hid her powers from him and Lucian. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of Wings and Ruin and like how she purposefully like revealed herself at that specific moment. Um, and I think like Lucian could like tell. So like I just wonder like now that she and she also talks about how she can feel. I love I never caught on to this before, but whenever Lucian and her are running from Eris Mm -hmm. she feels his magic like about to fight back Mm -hmm. and like she'd never noticed that before Mm -hmm. so I I feel like that totally could be true that she can actually feel the depth of Tamlin's power now Mm -hmm. and is becoming attuned to it especially because she's Mm -hmm. training with Reese a little bit so like she's honing Mm she's she's just like recognizing when she feels different powers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's noticing it. Noticing. That's so cool. That's a good point. Um, something else. Question. Does the paint set have any good intention behind it at all? No. I and I genuinely think that Tamlin he he exploded, right? And then he was mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit." It it's it's my next point, which is gifts as apologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like a very I don't like gifts as apologies. Relationships. No, that's mm-hmm. crap. It's a cop out. You need to like we need to have a conversation. You need to have give a mm-hmm. sincere genuine recognition of the wrongdoing and mm-hmm. promise to not do it again. Like there needs to be it, uh, using a gift and just being like, I'm sorry. I was a jerk last night. Like that's, that's abuser behavior at it, 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 the very least. It is a tactic. You're, you're it's avoidance of your own emotional impact on other people. Like your refusal to acknowledge your emotional impact on other people and take any kind of accountability. So I do not think it was well-intentioned. I think his intention was he's, they already feel so rocky and he's like, oh, so I need to buy her a gift now because I just lost control of my anger. You know what I also think about the whole gift giving as apologies is definitely a learned behavior from somebody else. Perhaps dad was this way. Mm -hmm. Mm, That makes sense. I mean, look at what he does. I mean, look at all the jewelry he gives her. He's had to have seen that somewhere. He has so few tools 
for like he has he doesn't know how to resolve any kind of conflict. Uh-uh. He doesn't know how he has so few tools for dealing with other people or fairies. Probably didn't. <laughs> he, so, he didn't really have like, to. He you know. Yeah. No, because he could just tell them what to do and they do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has that air about him where like my dad's in charge and you have to do what I say. That kind of deal. I can't believe that we have to go through this until like she leaves. Right. Yeah. And then we have to talk about him again at I the know. fucking end of this. I know. Yeah. Ugh. So <laughs> tip, were you sorry? Were you done with your point? It, that, that was just the question. Yeah. I can move on to my last couple here. Um, Feyre has 100% outgrown her old self and that person's needs and in turn has outgrown Tamlin. Yep. yep. Um, he cannot give her what she needs. Like, absolutely not nope. ever, no matter the circumstance. They're, there's no useful and good connection beyond what she deems good sex. Mm. <laughs> Which we are. Which we know she learns probably otherwise. is mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many people do you know that thought that they had good sex until they had good sex? Like, like a lot of people. I'm sure it's know? a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know that. I've only been with one I person. I said, how many people do you know? <laughs> I didn't ask you. God, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Would you like to know? <laughs> Just saying. Because you knew you didn't have to look anywhere else. Yeah. Hey, Catherine. <laughs> you call her Catherine the Great? <laughs> <laughs> she would probably oh. kill me in my sleep if I called her Catherine. Oh, my God. Catherine! <laughs> I'm kidding. She oh wouldn't. Oh. Sorry. Um, I'm done now. <laughs> okay. So I already talked, I already went on my little thing, rant about gifts as apologies. Um, Mm -hmm. So on page 97, like after the whole situation with the, you know, the tithe and the wraith and he explodes, he just like immediately, he's like, I shouldn't have said those things. I didn't mean any of them. And (laughs) that's not how a conversation works. And then he buys her a present, you know? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. there's, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then... (laughs) On page 101. In your hymnal. Don't forget that. In your in your hymnal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, this is not... I wrote down the wrong page number. Oh, one, page 100. So this is when he actually does it. The windows shattered. The furniture splintered. And I was just like... Yeah, okay. So this is like two pages, like three pages later. So much for your apology. Like where like literally the same conversation. You just apologized at the beginning of the conversation and then at the end of the conversation you just had an explosion. Like yep. what there was no yeah. zero changed behavior. Yeah. Um and then yeah, it's it is the love bombing that he that he does immediately after where he's like clinging to her and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I love you, blah blah blah. Like that is so that made me, you know, look into something a little bit. So I'm going to get a little bit serious for a minute mm-hmm. into like, if I was in a situation that I thought 
could potentially be an abusive situation. And I wanted to like Google the signs of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So from medical news today is where I got this, the like top 10 behaviors, controlling behavior with the specific bullet points of like constantly questioning where a person has been, who they were with making all the decisions, (laughs) like controlling, which we know Tamlin is jealousy and possessiveness. Mm. Quick involvement, like quick to get married, quick to make like the commitment happen. Mm. Having unrealistic expectations of a partner, um, expecting them to behave perfect, behave a certain way, meet a specific need. Um, Being hypersensitive, which they clearly do. Blaming other people and other factors for their actions. Rigid gender roles, which is exactly Mm -hmm. what they expect of her in the Supreme Court. Breaking mm-hmm. or striking objects and aggressive behavior during arguments, isolation, isolating the person you're abusing. So like those, <laughs> those are like the, the things and he has all of them. And I, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to point that out specifically because I feel like in this fandom, a lot of people want to like apologize. They're Tamlin apologists <laughs> and want to overlook or like even kind of like just excuse away his behavior because he's traumatized too. And we know that he's traumatized and what he has been through is also awful. Mm -hmm. And also it is not okay to treat people this way. Yeah. And he's been an abuser from book one, Mm -hmm. which like, you know, if you've listened to the earlier episodes, then as you're rereading this series, it's so freaking obvious. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I just felt like it was important to like call that out I, and I don't think that it was an accident. Like, it was intentional. Like, it was as if SJM pulled up what are the signs of abuse and wrote Tamlin. Isn't like- it interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. how we don't necessarily see it the first read? I mean, no. I didn't. I know some people did, but I didn't. I didn't. And I, did. I wonder. I didn't see it quite so clearly because I thought that he was going to. I thought that the author wanted me to like him and I did mm-hmm. not like him. And I was just not invested in the story because of that. And I was yeah. just like, he's gross. I don't like him. I'm not attracted to him. <laughs> I don't want her to be with him. But yeah. Yeah. I did not. I did not see it. Um, and it's just like, it's interesting because like in a real life situation, like if you are in that situation, sometimes you don't see it mm-hmm. right away either. But now looking back on it, you're like, holy shit, there are so many red flags. How did I not catch on to this? And it's just kind mm-hmm. of like telling for like real life, you know? I think there's a lot like in the fandom. I think there's from my observation of the last two years being like very involved in the fandom online. There's people who read <laughs> who read it and fell for him and then got to Mr. Fury and they were like, what the hell? I hate him. Yeah. Immediately turned around. That's me. And then there's the group of people who read it and they were like mad and they think that SJM changed her mind about the storyline and like decided later that she was going to have. Yeah. People genuinely think that she just like changed her mind because they and have they she, heard and her she talk about Tamlin completely annihilated his character <laughs> dude after book one and I'm like no if you reread book one yeah even if you don't pretty, want to reread the rest brand. of the series reread book one and you will see it from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah but there are people that I feel like they don't want to believe that they would I think people that are not willing to like look and realize that they may also have been duped like mm-hmm. people that don't think like they don't realize the ways in which they could have been 
that just mm-hmm. happens with books sometimes. Yeah. Like it's okay. But I mean, like I think yeah. it makes them feel because in, in real life situation, sure, they might not have mm-hmm. seen it, and mm-hmm. people don't want to like recognize that. Um, I think that so just I means it was good writing. It, too. it is good writing, and that's why I brought up the like. <laughs> yeah. Here's the ten signs of an, yeah. like, the behaviors, and it's like literally, it's like she wrote Tamlin from that from that description, right? <clears throat> um, and then on page one hundred two, when he's apologizing again, the second time for the explosion. He says, I'll try, I'll try to do better. I don't, I can't control it sometimes. The rage today, it was just a bad, it was just bad. (laughs) And I'm like, he says, I can't control it. But excuse me, this is one of the things about people who are abusive. There's, this is the difference between someone who needs anger management and they just have a hard time controlling their anger and someone who is actually abusive is that someone who just needs anger management has trouble controlling their anger in all situations. Tamlin does not have trouble controlling his anger around Resand. He keeps his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. He keeps his magic locked down. He did not have trouble controlling his anger around Amarantha. Anytime that he didn't feel like I'm the one in the room with the most power, he has full control, which tells me that he's using it to abuse the people in his court, specifically Feyre in this instance. I just wanted to bring bring that up. Him saying I can't control it as a cop out. That's bullshit. Because he did control it the whole time they were under the mountain. And I will never stop pointing that out. Good, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and throughout both the chapters, Feyre keeps saying things like, I didn't dare bring it up. I'm glad he wasn't there to witness, you know, when she threw up, when he's, he stopped sleeping in the room with her, he's not there for whatever reason. And then he's, she's like glad that he wasn't there to witness her having her episodes in the middle of the night. And I just think like, I can't fathom like, you know, in my relationship, that's who I want in those moments. I want my partner. That's like in my most vulnerable moments when I feel the most scared or most unsafe, I just can't like, that's a huge tell there too. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got real. No, don't apologize. <laughs> I was so mad when I was reading these chapters again. They're very frustrating. They are. And then I hear, it's like I can't help it, but when, I, when I'm when i reading it, I see it. And then I'm also hearing all of the like support arguments that I've seen in the fandom in the last couple of years. And I get so mad about it. And I'm like, no, but you need to look at this. You need to see it clearly right. because you're in danger if you can't see it. Like, it's a serious issue. Um, yeah. So poor Reese is so upset that she looks unwell and it makes me so sad. I'm just like, yeah, that's his mate and he loves her already. And he's like, just has to watch this happen. Oh, it's the worst. It is awful. Like does Tamlin, I have this in my notes, but since you brought it up, we can talk about it. Yeah. Like does Tamlin even notice like that just makes me so angry that like, that is one of the first things, like, every time Reese has seen her, he notices that she looks unhealthy, just, like, gaunt. Like, how does he, how does Tamlin, he, Tamlin, not notice that? I will say, on one hand, it is more difficult when you see a person more often to notice when they lose weight or when things about their appearances change. So, like, Reese yeah. is seeing her, like, once a month, so that is... Yeah. One part, and also like I do notice if my partner is losing weight or if he's looking, you know, 
a little pale or whatever. Like I also like I can't imagine not noticing that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like Megan said in the chat, like she's like emaciated. Yeah. Like her cheeks are hollowed out. I think it says. Yeah. 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 Oh. That makes me think. <laughs> sorry, Tiffany, but this ma- it makes me think of like Bella from Twilight <laughs> whenever she's pregnant. When she sits in a room for a year. Oh no. With Renesmee. Oh. No, when she's <laughs> pregnant with Renesmee. She like has the name of that child dark under her eyes. Her cheeks are sunken in. You can see her like collarbone, like yeah. uh, When she sits in her room for a year, (laughs) (laughs) is it a year? Isn't it? Or is it almost a year? I don't know. It's a couple months. It's a couple months. Oh, I pulled this more than a couple months. It was a couple months. It was a couple months. No, couple means two. It's a okay, few maybe a months. Few months. Whatever. I'm gonna Google it, and then my go watch ads are gonna be messed go up. Go watch the movie. It's gonna be like, <laughs> you love Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it happens, though. It is. <laughs> God. Um, I brought up the National Domestic Abuse Hotline, and it it was talking about like why do people abuse. Cause I was just like, but like what, like, obviously we know that like, if you're abused, like, but also there's people that do not do that, that they grow up and they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So this is what it says. Domestic violence stems from a desire to gain and maintain power and control over an intimate partner. Abusive people believe they have the right to control and restrict their partner's lives. Often either because they believe their own feelings and needs to be the priority in a relationship or because they enjoy exerting the power that such abuse gives them. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm so sorry. I Googled You're laughing at Twilight. I Googled Twilight stuff. <laughs> it was terrible laugh timing and I apologize to everyone for that. Like truly sincerely I apologize for laughing at that moment. It's Carry on. No, yeah, you're you're good. <laughs> what was was Megan right or were you right? Well, first of all, if you Google it, <laughs> the people also ask section almost did me in. How long did Bella sit in the chair? <laughs> From the tab.com. Twilight is the most disturbing film of all time. <laughs> oh my God. Bella sits it. in a it's chair and sulks for a whole year when Edward breaks up with her. It's not a it's year. It's not a year. It says the months it's go not by. A year. Hold on. That's There's a the two minute clip like on flipping. YouTube. Isn't that? Of her it's fucking empty pages, I <laughs> Isn't hate that the book it. Series that has the empty pages. Yes. In it? yes, I've never read it, but I'm like pretty sure that was it. Go ahead, I'm gonna count these months as you guys talk. <laughs> we start in October. Um, the only other thing that I wanted to point out was um, on page 107 in your hymnal. In in your hymnal. It says, Tamlin, <laughs> Tamlin says, this is when Reese is there to pick her up, and Tamlin says to him, you end her bargain right here, right now, and I'll give you anything you want. Anything. Yeah. And this just foreshadows to the end of the book when he just makes a deal with the devil to get Feyre back. And Feyre is immediately like, are you out of your mind? She says, my heart mm-hmm. stopped dead. Because even she's like, are you insane? Like, what are you thinking? Like, that's... What? 
Right. Especially I just thought, in the I just thought world. that was interesting because like, you know, people get to the end of Mist and Fury and they're like so shocked, which like I was too. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be Tamlin. And it was Tamlin. Like as soon as he's like a figure, like a male figure comes out and yeah, it was foreshadowed right there, man. He would do anything to keep his control over her. You sit down, Tamlin. That's all I got. Sorry, this was a heavy, heavy one. It's okay. Um, some of the stuff that I had put, we kind of already talked about. So let me see. Um, okay, so on page 99, I thought that it was really telling that she quite literally tells him maybe she's not the one for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I know. I reread that. And I was like, it's pretty forward. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's right whenever we were talking about the whole met his stare, the full power of the High Lord of the Spring Court. I'm harder to kill now. I'm faster, stronger. My family was faster and stronger than you, and they were murdered quite easily. And then Feyre says, then marry someone who can put up with this. And he blinks slowly, and then with terrible softness says, do you not want to marry me then? Nope. And then she just goes, of course I do. Of course I do. But you, Tamlin, the walls pushed in on me to quiet the guards, the stairs, what I'd seen at the tithe today. I'm drowning, I managed to say. I am drowning, and the more you do this, the more guards, you might as well be shoving my head under the water. And that was whenever he explodes the room. Um, so she, like, quite literally is is finally honest with him <laughs> there. And that, uh, you can see what that honesty gives her in return. Um, so on page 101 it's talking about her shield and the fact I just like wanted to talk about the fact that like her outbursts of magic seem to all be in response to Tamlin's abuse oh yeah the fire yeah like the fire on the table um and now this shield mm-hmm. and Tamlin's outbursts are all like harmful like he always has outbursts when he's angry and her outbursts are like in response to that i don't know why my brain is thinking like of aggressive versus defensive drivers i was thinking defense too (laughs) she's on the defense yeah because she has to be living there literally (laughs) because because like we already said like if she was human like that would have been fatal to her yeah and the only time she was protected the last time too is because Wait, no. I was going to say, did Tamlin think to pro- did Tamlin think to protect her one time when that no, happened? No, she thought that it was him. Okay. This time yeah. that we just read. She thought she, that it was she him. Thought it was she, him. she thought it was him, and, it and was then her. she realized it was her. That's right. Um, okay, and then I, the description of the paint and stuff on 103. Oh, yeah. Oh, that part is rough to read. I know. It's, like, very foreboding. Mm-hmm. Like, so... Um, this is after like he, she lets him through her shield and he's apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. She looks over his shoulder as he held her. And the book says the red paint had splattered on the wall behind us. And as I watched it slide down the cracked wood paneling, I thought it looked like blood. Period. Isn't he like hugging her at this point too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like looking over his shoulder. It's like uh, if she's you picture that in your head. I feel like she's Ooh. dead weight, dead inside, Dark. dead on outside. 
Like she's yeah. lank and limp. Yes. You know what I mean? Like she's not like I can't holding imagine him she's back. hugging him. Yes. Back. Yeah. You got. Yeah. If this is supposed to be the love of your life, you got to be able to feel like I know when Meg breathes wrong, you know, right. and I'm like, are you OK? Right. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? And like he's literally just like it says he didn't stop murmuring it for minutes saying I'm sorry over and over and over and over again. Like, like that's just supposed to fix it. Yeah, that's basically just more like love bombing. And then he's like, like, all right, now we're going to bang every day because I feel bad. Um, And I just I loved Reese and at the end of chapter 10, how when, you know, there is that foreshadowing to the end of this book, but then Reese and like just doesn't even have like an expression he's pissed i imagine in general but like the reaction to that question of like i'll give you anything you want Mm -hmm. and he just like raises a brow and says i already have everything i want steps around tamlin as if he's a piece of furniture furniture. (laughs) and winnows them away he just takes favor's hand he's like i have everything i want (laughs) i just love that so good yeah that's all i got are there any final chapter thoughts no just that i'm glad that those chapters are behind us now (sighs) yeah yeah we're getting so close Mm -hmm. to change here (laughs) i can't wait i just want to i just want to be i mean i am proud of pharaoh because we know where she gets to but i just want to i want her to be there we're far away from chapter 54 and 55 though yeah, but we're like real close to like her getting out. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's your episode too, Tiffany. Oh. Oh, you were looking at me when you said that, and I was like, yes. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we shall be a two-hour episode that day to give it the attention it needs. <laughs> I think that's gonna be like <laughs> January's recording, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. All right, Katie. Okay. Our mirror musings this episode. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Pray tell what musings shall you share with us all. So today's theory slash question. The King of Highburn is, was, Holland Havilliard. Mm. I read this and I was like, <laughs> so that is the little brother, right? That's yeah. Dorian's little brother. Okay, mm. that's what I thought. Dorian's little brother. Oh. So the so like I I had this thought like on my own when I was rereading, and then I saw at least one other person saw you know had it, and then it started growing traction. And the thing is that we don't know. So here's the reason. Here's the reason that I think this. It could be like a cheeky little thing in Sarah's head. I don't know that we would ever get confirmation of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the King of Highburn, like the King of Otterland, has no name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nameless is the... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Holland Havilliard was conceived while dude was invest, invest, invested infested with the Vaug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Do, the way Dorian talks about him, like there's something wrong with him. Like he yeah. is 
aggressive. He would not be a good king. One of the reason driving reasons for Dorian to make himself into someone that needs to be king is because he knows that Holland would be a bad king. Yeah, I definitely get more vibes than just like he's a spoiled brat. Like there's more there's than there's more, more to it. Yeah. And he's mentioned a lot in like the later books, like more than you would think he would be. Like random little throwaways. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible, but I don't think we'll ever get the confirmation. I'll just say I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I was It'd be really to say cool. yes or no, wasn't I? <laughs> we suck at this, don't we? Wow. Well, <laughs> it's just our way. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to say no. Why? Because um, you don't want it. <laughs> well, part of my explanation might be a spoiler for Katie. That's why I, I was uh, like stopped halfway through because I didn't want to say all the Do you want me to leave the room? I totally will. No, yes. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're so yeah. close. Yes. I know. Do you right. have earmuffs? I'll leave the room and plug my ears and hum to myself. <laughs> Just tell me when I can come back. Okay. I'll text you. Take your phone. All right. Okay. I because oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think I have like enough to be able to like for sure like feel like it's a no. Can you yell t- when you're ready, Katie? She can't even hear you. Okay. So I feel like <laughs> my voice got a little bit quieter because just, I just want to make sure I she doesn't hear me. Tell you. Um, <laughs> so, like, we know that Aelin sees, um, we know Aelin sees, like, Prithian mm-hmm. as she's mm-hmm. falling through the word gates. Yes. So I feel like that must be. And I know that time can be weird, probably, with the gates and whatnot, but, like... Mm-hmm. The time. The timing doesn't make sense, because That's Holland true. is still alive at the end of Kingdom of You're Ash. Right, and still young. And Dorian is doing the same thing as Aelin at that moment, right? right? So, like, it doesn't make sense to me See, that he I, would yeah. be in Prithian. I thought I was on to something with the nameless as my price because <laughs> that is, like, the dad, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. the king of Otterlin and then the king of Hyrule, like, but also, but I still think there's a connection there. I just, it might, there could be. just clearly not Holland. Maybe, like, but maybe it could be a Havillard connection. Yeah. But just like different um, when times or something. When is what book is when she's going through? What book is that supposed to be for? Is that uh, Silver Flames? Silver Flames. Silver it's Flames she's because pregnant. she's yeah. yeah she's pregnant. That's what I thought. Um, I just read that. So it's yesterday. not not so yeah. much that we're. Oh, damn. She's really going to do this for us, you guys. I I know. (laughs) Like, she's really going to do this. She already did. Like, it's real. Yeah, yeah. I I know. But it's going to cross. Also, listen, though. It's going to cross all. We're getting off track. But in (laughs) Kingdom of Ash, this is the last thing I'll say. We'll bring Katie back out. In Kingdom of Ash, she also, like, the end, multiple times, Aelin, like, trades in her name and her like other titles like firebringer and calls herself world walker mm. instead mm-hmm. because of going the, because of what she did with the gate and i'm just like oh my god this is the end of kingdom of ash which she wrote right like while she was writing crescent city one and i'm just like oh <laughs> yeah does it like it also just like so much reminds me of like the drop in crescent city 
yes. her falling through the word gates. Yes. I know that this has nothing to do with Hav- Holland Havillier. That's what I texted yesterday. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, okay. And then it was just interesting that she was like. I'm like, yeah, because you, you said how they have anchors yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he was like, like do yeah. you want Kale to be there? And Dorian thinks about it and he's like, yes. And I think that was important. I think Kale mm-hmm. had to be there for Dorian to come back. Mm-hmm. I think that Kale was his anchor and Rowan was her anchor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm going to text Sorry, you. guys, we got off track. Mm. <laughs> These theories, man. There's so many other ones that I skipped over because, like, the other people wanted us to talk about. But I skipped over because I was... She's so like, close. We can't talk about this yet because Katie's not there yet. Yeah, I right. am also... I'm just reading Kingdom of Ash over again. Slow and steady. You just want to... You just want to reread Kingdom of Ash? Is that what you said? I am reading it. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Katie. I texted her. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you coming back? <sighs> All right. Well, while she moseys her way back, I'll just say the last little bit after the mirror musing so be on the lookout on discord patreon and instagram for opportunities to submit theories for us to talk about on the pod these are always so much fun i like it it's just like a little like blip of something different at the end so i'm back she's back okay tiff what up so you can find your hosts, Megan and Katie, are on Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus Family. Tiffany, me, I am on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick, and Kayla is on Instagram and TikTok at Sincerely Kayla Dawn. We truly hope that all of you are safe in your homes and relationships. But should you need it, the National Domestic Abuse Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Or you can text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all of our patrons for your support. We appreciate you so much. Take care, and remember, only you can decide what breaks you.